Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. All right, Gina, what have we got on tap today? Got a busy schedule, about 23 appointments today. Oh, yeah, that is busy. Oh, speaking of appointments, remember tomorrow morning we're recording another episode of the Worry-Free Retirement. The reason I mention that, your favorite graphic we're going to cover tomorrow. Want to see me. it? I guess. Oh, you got to see this. Uh, there it is. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I hate that graphic. Why? It gets taxes. Nobody understands them. It's just too much. Please tell me you're going to simplify this for everybody. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. The Worry-Free Retirement with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four-time author, Tony Walker. Taxes. It's a five-letter word that speaks for itself. My definition of taxes is quite simple. It is the legal taxing effect of government entities lawfully taking from us our hard-earned money in hopes that they can do a better job with it than had they allowed us to keep all of our money in the first place. And while we have dealt in previous shows on ways to avoid something I call tax bracket creep, Today's episode will focus on a simple understanding of the complicated tax rules associated with the four different ways they tax our money. And with the cost of services draining more and more out of our pockets, is it any wonder that Americans are getting fed up with paying their fair share in taxes? Which is why today I thought it would be helpful to go back in time and review a very simple graphic I created that's purpose is to help explain the four ways that money is taxed in hopes of helping savers keep more of their hard-earned money instead of just handing it over to Uncle Sam. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, tax planning specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And before we get started gaining a better understanding of the four different ways Uncle Sam taxes your money, let me introduce to you in the studio with us here in our Louisville studios, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I think, uh, you know, this subject of taxes, although it's kind of funny, Aaron, it seems like nobody wants to talk about it until you can bring up ways that might save them money in taxes. <laughs> so then everybody's all ears, right? Yep. So before we get into this, um, you know, that graphic we talked about, I know you and I talked about this before you went on the show. You said, uh, Tony, uh, people aren't going to be able to see that graphic. So what I'm going to do is talk about this graphic I created some 20 years ago called The Four Different Ways the Government Taxes Your Money. Uh, but in case people aren't aware of the TV show or our YouTube channel, uh, Aaron, tell people how they can watch the show we'll be recording later, which will have the visuals of this graphic we're going to be talking about today. Sure. So, folks, uh, you can always go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and go to our uh, television and radio section if you want to find out what stations we're on and what times we're on. But hey, if you just can't, you know, if you just can't do that, no problem. We post all of our stuff online because we want you to have all the information readily available to you. So, if you want to listen to past radio shows, not a problem. All you got to do is go to SoundCloud.com 
That's soundcloud.com and type right there in the search box, the worry-free retirement and click search and boom, you're going to find, uh, see a picture of our awesome bobblehead right there. Just click on that. You're going to find all of our radio shows. Now, if you want to watch the television shows, if you want to see this graphic that Tony's getting ready to talk about, no problem at all. Just go to youtube.com. That's youtube.com. And in that search bar, just type in Tony Walker Financial and you'll see Tony's smiling face. Just click on that and you're going to find all kinds of video content. All right. Thank you, Aaron. So I guess, Aaron, before we get into today's show, when I mentioned taxes and you're a law abiding tax uh, serving servant of the uh, people and the government, what do you think of when you think of taxes? What are you paying taxes on? Uh, the first thing I think of is I'm paying taxes on the money that I earn through the job that I have. Correct. And that's what we would call income taxes on earnings. But what a lot of people forget, Aaron, is that's just one form of tax. What happens is when you go to take that money, assuming, let's take Aaron's example. So Aaron gets a paycheck. He works for Worry Free Productions. That's my company. I have legally, I have Leanne, our bookkeeper, deduct all of his taxes. It'd be your federal taxes, state, local. I mean, it's a bunch of them, isn't it? FICA. It, it, it drains you pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Social Security. Social Security. All that stuff gets drained out of Aaron's account. But then Aaron has a decision with whatever money's left over that his you know family spends or whatever, he can then invest it somewhere. So that's what we're going to talk about, because a lot of people don't realize once you take the money, you don't spend. OK, hang with me, folks. You pay the taxes on your earnings, but then you have to put it somewhere. There's four different ways, depending on where you put it that that money is going to be taxed. So let me read the four different categories. And if you caught the opening of the show, Gina Tutwiler, our office manager and does all my media buying here in the Louisville office, she is funny. She really does hate that graphic, doesn't she, Aaron? She hates it. She hates it. And then she says, Tony, it's just so confusing. And I always kid with her. I always say, Gina, I didn't come up with these goofy tax laws. You know, blame the politicians. They're the ones that came up with this and why it is so confusing. So before we get into the meat of the show, let me slow it down, as I promised Gene I would. So basically, the four types of governmental taxation are as follows. Money can be invested after tax, and then that money is taxable. Money can be invested pre-tax. In other words, you tax defer that money to a later point and pay the taxes later. That's called pre-tax tax deferred. The third category of taxation is what we call after-tax tax deferred. And again, folks, I know this is already getting confusing. I'm, I'm going to give you some examples. And then the fourth type is after tax tax free. So let's summarize again. After tax taxable, pre-tax tax deferred, after tax tax deferred, after tax tax free. Aaron, are you kind of getting like Gene at this point? <laughs> you see what she means. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We'll take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to describe the various type of assets you might be invested in. And in the most cases, sometimes they bleed over into each category. Where do these assets fall under these four types of governmental taxation? So hang in there. I'm going to help you understand this. This is really imperative to a worry-free retirement. I'm Tony Walker. We'll be right back. Now remember folks, when you roll over your 401k with us, you get a 15% bonus. How's that sound? That sounds too good to be true. 
Come on, don't you trust me? What are your fees? That is a great question, and we'll get to that after we roll over the 401k. I think we need to get a second opinion. Don't get stuck in the wrong annuity. Get a second opinion from TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Tony Walker here. And uh, if you're kind of upset over taxes, you're not alone. In fact, a recent survey, let's see, this conducted April 13th of 2022. By the way, we're recording this show on April 26, 2022, just for a time reference. This came out of the Seattle Times, and I love the survey, uh, the, the title of the article. It says, survey says, Americans loathe taxes, love loopholes. Oh, by the way, I was looking at this, Aaron. Uh, as you know, I love golfing. I just got back from a week-long trip of golfing. Um, and guess what's popping up? Because I've been going to some instructional videos. What, guess what's popping up on my computer? Instructional videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or advertisements for things that you've been looking up. That's right. So it is funny. I'm sitting here trying to concentrate on this article. There's a guy that says he can fix slices in five minutes. I love some of these ads. Some of these things are worse than the financial world promising you, you know, free bonuses or whatever. But anyway, so let's kind of take a look at this article. It's really good. But basically what it's saying is because people are getting so upset over paying all these taxes. Listen, I'm sure this isn't you listening to this right now, but... Some are even being tempted to fudge a little bit on their income tax return. Can you imagine that, Aaron? <laughs> it says a new Harris poll survey on the topic of taxation shows a country mired in cynicism, cynicism and mistrust, both when it comes to how taxes are collected and then the government spending of it. And the finding goes on to say that complexity breeds confusion. And I do agree with that part. Now, I'm not all about skirting the tax law trying to save money, but I'm all about, as the great late uh, Judge Learned Hand said, you're not required to pay more in taxes than the law requires you to pay. So I would say amen to that. So before we can understand how to save on taxes, we have to understand how the rules of the game work. So in case you're just joining us, uh, basically I'm getting ready to cover the four forms of taxation and then for most of the remaining of the show, this is really important. We're going to get into which assets fall under which category. So let's review those very quickly. Uh, we've imagined that you've worked hard. Uh, you've paid all the taxes through your paycheck. And then some money's left over and you're going to invest it. And you could either put it in an after-tax taxable account, a pre-tax tax-deferred account, an after-tax tax-deferred account, and an after-tax tax-free. That's the only four ways money is taxed. So let's start off with an after-tax taxable. What would be a good example of this? And let's just say, you know, we, uh, we'll say a CD's at 1%. This was a better example back when CD's were 6 and 7%, but unfortunately they are what they are. But it'll, it'll use to demonstrate what we're talking about. So let's say you have $10,000 left over at the end of the year. You're wanting to play it safe. You don't trust the market, whatever it is. You want to keep some money liquid. So you run down to the bank and you hand over your $10,000 and they give you 1% interest. Not a lot of interest, but 1% interest nonetheless. Now that would be an after-tax contribution. You've already paid taxes and the CD, since it's not inside an IRA, that CD interest, listen carefully, is taxable each year. Okay. Now there's a problem with that because most people don't take the interest out of the CD, nor do the banks tell you to do that. They want to hold on to the money. So what do most people do? They get their interest 
and they tell the bank or you know bought the corporate bond fund or whatever whoever's got the money just reinvest that mutual funds do the same thing yeah just reinvest those dividends just reinvest that interest i don't need the money the problem is you are basically when you compound the money like this you are compounding the tax because what's going to happen is that account's going to grow because you're reinvesting those interest and dividends that they're providing which means you'll have more money that sounds good but that means there's more interest, which means each year you pay more in taxes. It's a vicious cycle. So after-tax taxable has its place, but you have to be careful of having too much money in after-tax taxable because you're compounding taxes and thus you're creating something called lost opportunity cost. You're paying taxes on the same dollar more than once, plus you're losing the interest on the taxes. It's a vicious cycle and one you don't want to fall into. So let's move to the next one. Now this one is the most popular, Aaron. Uh, we talk about 401ks a lot, right? Yes. Most people probably have some form of IRA or 401k, and here's why most people do it, all right? This was what was pitched back in 1978 when the 401k was passed into law to replace all those expensive pensions that corporations got tired of offering Joe Lunchbox. So what they did, they introduced the 401k plan, in my belief, uh, along with Wall Street and everybody else, and basically said, hey, look, uh, Joe Lunchbox, we're not going to give you any of that guaranteed mailbox money anymore, but what we're willing to do is we're going to allow you to invest in these mutual funds over on Wall Street, and here was the catchy term, and it's all pre-tax. Does that sound good, Aaron? Sure. Sounds great, doesn't it? Pre-tax. Oh, I love that. So a 401k, an IRA, 403b, thrift savings account, all that stuff is what, in most cases, what, there is some after-tax. I'm not going to get into that a whole lot today, but basically it's pre-tax, meaning when you fund the money, let's say you put in $10,000 a year into your 401k, you don't have to pay taxes on the money that you put in, nor do you have to pay taxes on the growth because it's pre-tax, tax-deferred. So again, I know this sounds great, but here's the problem with pre-tax, tax-deferred. In order for this theory to work, in other words, for you to stash and stockpile all this money into a pre-tax 401k plan, the only way it saves you money on taxes, the only way, because you're giving up a lot of control of your money while you're saving it, okay, is if you're in a lower tax bracket down the road, which you might be. Okay, but don't, don't misunderstand this. That is the only way you'll save money on taxes in a pre-tax, tax-deferred 401k. When you go to take it out in retirement, you will need to be in a lower tax bracket. Now, Aaron, let me ask you something as we record this show on April 26, 2022. Given the plight of our country, given the enormous amount of debt, uh, realizing that money has to be paid back, realizing that there's trillions and trillions of dollars stockpiled in these pre-tax 401k plans that haven't been taxed, do you think there's a possibility that taxes in the future could go up on Joe Lunchbox. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially if they've been deferred and they haven't, yeah, if they haven't been taxed yet. That's right. Yeah, I mean, taxes definitely could go up. I mean, the government could get a lot of money from these tax deferred accounts, right? Absolutely, they, the they could. So that's the problem, folks. It's one thing to have a window of retiring here in the next three to four years. We kind of know what the tax rules are going to be. Uh, actually, in 2026, they expire. But, but what I'm worried about is five, 10, 15 years from now, these taxes going through the roof as the government clamors to figure out how they're gonna pay for all this debt that nobody's paying for. So it's a real issue and one at Tony Walker Financial we can help you deal with. So if you're that person already retired, it still may not be too late. We have some strategies for dealing with what I call the tax tumor. 
that's what these 401ks have. They have a huge tax tumor, and as the account grows, so does the tumor. Uh, we have strategies we can help people with there. Uh, if you're nearing retirement, um, that we'd be happy to sit down with you and set up a game plan now to strategize to keep these taxes possibly from going up in the future in your own game plan. So that sounds like something you'd want to do if you've got a 401k plan now, a previous employer, you're getting ready to retire, you've been retired for years. I would encourage you to contact us at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. There's a place on the homepage when you click on that that says, let's get started. Uh, there is no obligation on your part. It's free to talk and we can at least see if we can help you mitigate some of these taxes and deal with that tax tumor buried inside your 401k plan. All right. The next category is called after-tax, tax-deferred. Now you'd say, well, Tony, why would anybody want to after-tax, tax-deferred? Isn't that like pre-tax, tax-deferred? Wouldn't I at least get a tax deduction going in under pre-tax? Why would I do after-tax? Well, a lot of people aren't eligible for 401ks and they're limited on how much they can contribute. Let me give an example. Um, maybe you don't even have a 401k available at work. Maybe you're self-employed, you've got an IRA. Well, you're limited. You can only put $7,000 away pre-tax, even if you wanted to try to lower your taxes. But what you can do, let's say you're making good money and you get an extra 30 or 40,000 a year and you wanna have some flexibility. You don't wanna fall under all these government rules associated with a pre-tax account. You could take that money and you could turn around and invest it in something that is tax deferred. Now, let me give you some examples of things that are tax deferred. And I have a lot of this because uh, that's the way I am right now. I make pretty good money, but we don't offer 401ks. I'm not a big believer in all this pre-tax stuff. I don't want all my money locked up in a 401k plan where I can't get at it and have all this, these tax rules and all this complication. So I do a lot of after-tax tax deferred. So you say, well, Tony, what do you invest in? Well, I invest a lot of money in annuities. You see, annuities, you can put any amount of money you want in there. If you've got $100,000, you can write a check immediately to an insurance company, get you an annuity. Any growth on that annuity is tax deferred. One day you will have to pay it. That's fine. But here's what a lot of people don't realize. There's some tax planning strategies with that after-tax deferred annuity that can be really beneficial in spreading out that tax over your lifetime. And we can show you how to do that at Tony Walker Financial. In fact, folks, if you're looking at buying an annuity, these things are getting more and more popular. In fact, they're even being offered more and more by Wall Street. Fixed annuity, fixed indexed annuities, variable annuities. Let me, let me ask you to do me a favor. Before you rush into a buying decision on an annuity and get stuck in the wrong annuity, please talk to us. We've been deal dealing with annuities. I've been working with annuities almost 38 years. I know these products very well. We represent a lot of different companies, a lot of different types of annuities. Uh, so we can help you kind of get through the maze of annuities. In fact, if you want to order a really good booklet I've written called Annuities Made Easy, you can get that at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. All you do is go to the download section. Uh, you'll see all the information there and you can download all kinds of goodies from our website. But that Annuities Made Easy is a really good booklet to read before you rush into uh, an annuity decision, especially for some of you out there rolling your money in, uh, into these bonus products. Uh, folks, you're not hearing the whole story on these bonus. You've been coming in talking to me and you're meeting with some of these annuity peddlers. Folks, there is a huge catch to these bonuses. Now, can the bonuses on annuities be good? Well, certainly they can, but you better have a game plan and understand what you're getting involved in. Many of you are putting way too much money in these bonus annuities, and I think you're going to have a lot of regrets. So be careful, get a second opinion from us. All right. 
Uh, the next thing, believe it or not, and I know there's a lot of people, financial entertainers, that poo-poo this idea, but is cash value life insurance, specifically something I own a lot of, called dividend participating whole life insurance. Um, I know I've told you this story, Aaron. When I bought this building, I didn't go to a bank, the building at Shelbyville Road. I borrowed it from my cash value, my life insurance, and I got it out tax-free. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yep. And then I set the terms up with how I was going to pay it back. So I was in complete control of that transaction. And because cash value of life insurance is tax deferred through loans, I got access to it tax free. Uh, here's another tax deferred thing people forget about. Capital gains on stock purchases. So many of you are sitting out there and it's a good thing actually, but let's say you've bought stock over the years, maybe just for the fun of it, you know, you've bought mutual Nairobi stock over the years. You've paid $200,000 over the years and it's now grown to 400,000. Well, that capital gain is going to be taxed at a lower rate than ordinary income taxes. Plus, you can defer those capital gains until you're ready to use it. The final good thing about the capital gains is, under current law, if you were to die holding all that stock with all that gain, whoever gets that and receives it gets what's called a new step-up in basis. So if they inherit it and sell it, they owe no capital gains. So a lot of advantages with stocks, even some mutual funds and bonds being owned, what we call after-tax, tax-deferred. I would say out of that category, the big thing after-tax, tax-deferred, it saves you lost opportunity cost uh, because we're not paying the taxes now and losing the interest on the taxes. And then it's unlimited flexibility. I mean, you've got so much more flexibility than you would, let's say, in a pre-tax, tax-deferred 401k plan. So. All right, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. Uh, this, is, this is some good stuff. But the last one I want to share with you, the last category is called after-tax, tax-free. So when I return, we're going to cover that. Some good stuff coming your way as we conclude the four ways the government taxes your money. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Tony, I did a little research on you before I came in today, and I know that you're one of the largest producers of annuities around. Um, but then when I looked into annuities on the internet, it's a little, it seems like there's some negatives about annuities. Can you walk me through why they're good? Yeah, I'd say when you say some negatives, actually, if you Googled annuities on the internet, probably more bad than good. Uh, unfortunately, most people that talk about investments anymore come from kind of the investment world or Wall Street. Annuity products are not Wall Street products, so there's the rub right there. Annuities are issued by insurance companies. So insurance companies and Wall Street, if you think about it, they're kind of competing forces. So annuities are built for what I call the saver personality. They're not really investment products. Annuities there are there to protect principal. Uh, there to make sure people don't run out of money um, for retirement planning uh, specialists such as ourselves. They're excellent because we can sit down with a saver, especially somebody who's retired or nearing retirement. And for the most part, depending on if they want what I call mailbox money, we can tell them exactly how much income, exactly, guaranteed, they're going to have for the rest of their lives. Now, if you look at it, that approach, you'd say, what's not to love about an annuity? So you got to understand there's a lot of people out there that do not like annuities because they don't sell annuities. Uh, they're selling products that maybe have a little more risk and possibility for growth, but a lot of the clients we work with are savers. They don't like taking a lot of risk, they want more certainty, and annuities are excellent for those types of folks. 
That makes perfect sense. And you know, people like to find information on the internet. Is there a better place to get more information about annuities? Well, and I am very good at annuities. We've proved that we know what we're talking about. So I would encourage people to go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and just download our free Annuities Made Easy guide. I think that will help people understand these products much better. For additional information and scheduling your free, no obligation appointment, go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And Tony in the Trenches, this is a doozy. Uh, it says, Tony, you constantly say you've met in person with over 15,000 savers, yet I've heard you say you only have 3,000 clients. What happened to the, this is funny, Aaron, what happened to the other 12,000 people who did not become clients? So I thought that was actually a good question. So what I did, and Aaron, you're here in the Louisville office where I meet a lot of people, um, I'm just looking at yesterday's schedule, Aaron, on Monday, April 25th. I have, I'm glancing at these right now, 20, looks like 24 scheduled appointments. Had a couple of cancellations, but that's a lot of appointments, isn't it? So what I thought I would do, Aaron, I went through here, and folks, what you have to understand, when I say 15,000, these are a lot of people I've met with before. Like here's, um, I'm just going through, here's a delivery of somebody, of a, an annuity, and their investment portfolio is Schwab, so that means I probably had four appointments with them alone, so that counts in the 15,000. Here's a first appointment, another first appointment, another first appointment, here's a client review. So there's no telling how many times I met with that client. Oh, here's a client review, I remember this, because they said, we met with you first, Tony, 15 years ago. Well, obviously then, I've probably met, we can go in the database and prove all this, folks. Probably met with them four or five times. Well, so the point is, folks, I am very accessible to my clients and prospective clients. The reason I have so much staff, I have over 14 full-time people in the Tony Walker Financial um, Company, is because I want to stay in front of all the people. That's why this week alone, I've got scheduled close to 40 appointments this week. It's a busy week. Um, a lot of that's because I was off last week, running up and down the roads trying to play golf, if you want to call it that. But anyway, that's why I see so many people. And yeah, not everybody's going to work with Tony Walker Financial. Some of those appointments, when I say 15,000 people, are kind of reruns. But that's important because you know you've got somebody that's been in this business 38 years that has the experience to watch people's retirement play out. That's the whole point. You want an experienced retirement specialist that can deal with the real world issues and changes that will come your way. Okay, thought that was kind of interesting. We just have a couple more minutes, so let's finish out, if you're just now joining us, four types of governmental taxation. We've already covered after-tax taxable, pre-tax tax-deferred, number three, after-tax tax-deferred, and finally, probably the favorite of everybody when you think about it, it's the easiest to plan around, and you'll see why, it's called after-tax tax-free. So what does that mean? So we'll go back to the example. You go to work, you earn your money, you pay all these income taxes, and you're left with, let's say, $10,000 at the end of the year. That's already been taxed. That's called after-tax money. So what do you do with it? Is there a way to invest that somewhere, listen closely, where the money and the interest on that money will never, ever, ever be taxed again? So Aaron, think about that. How does that sound from a planning standpoint? Sounds you pay good. the taxes now, but they're done forever. They're done forever. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So this is why it's such an important element to have some of your money in what we call after-tax tax-free. Because folks, if the government does raise taxes in the future, or with these new tax laws, when you die 
and you leave these tax-infested 401k plans and IRAs, when you leave those things to your kids, the new laws are going to require them to pay taxes in 10 years. Well, gosh, they could be in a 40 or 50% tax bracket. Who knows what's going to happen to the tax laws? So to me, I'm a planner, okay? To me, I would rather know for certain that the taxes are paid now and that later on when I draw out the money or when, not if, when I die, the money is tax-free forever. So folks, you might be sitting there saying, Tony, I've never even thought about all these different taxes. All my stockbroker or annuity peddler or the 401k people, they just keep saying stockpile money. There's no end in sight, folks. You need a plan, which is what we do at Tony Walker Financial. We're not just retirement planning specialists. Included in that is to help people plan for future tax liabilities, how to deal with a tax tumor, and more importantly, with our live well, die broke philosophy, how can we use and enjoy this money in the least amount of cost before it's too late? So if you're sitting there right now, riding down the road or whatever, going, man, I've never thought about this. I didn't realize there's things I can do to take action to try to save on these taxes. If you're looking for a local fiduciary, someone you can trust that has 38 years of experience in a full-time financial planning firm, along with three salaried fiduciaries, then we need to talk. The best thing to do right now is just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, click on that Let's Get Started button. That'll be directed to our offices. We'll be happy to set up what we call a 10-minute free fiduciary phone call. And if it warrants, I'll be happy to meet with you in our Lexington, Louisville, or Bowling Green, Kentucky offices. TonyWalkerFinancial.com or just give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. We've enjoyed being with you, but you remember between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. <laughs>